happy day. Hello, ladies. Is it a happy day? Oh, I pray it's a happy day for you. And maybe if it's not, this will stir you, stir you, stir you in knowing that this is the day that the Lord has made. And we will choose to rejoice and be glad in it, right? We choose joy today. We choose to tap into the joy of the Lord. It is our strength. It is our very foundation. And we we live there. Amen. Well, ladies, welcome, welcome to uh, Crowned in His Glory podcast. Kimberly Spellman here with you today. And you may be thinking, oh, man, what have I got myself into if you're just tuning in for the first time? Well, I hope you've gotten yourself into a very awesome conversation that's going to spark a conversation in the very throne of heaven with you and your father, God. I just pray today that the Holy Spirit will lead and guide us into all truth and he will be the revelator. He will give us revelation and um, that this conversation will cause you to laugh, cause you to enjoy um, the joy of the Lord. Hello. And um, we're on a subject, a wonderful subject, um, and it's the subject of our identity in Christ, our identity. And I'm not just talking about like a little um, driver's license or passport, though those instruments will reflect who we are in Christ. And you'll go, well, how does that work? Well, are you full of joy? Can you see that? Are you full of peace? Can you see that? Do you know who you are? Yes, you do. You know, I hear the word stolen identity. So what does that mean, Lord? Stolen identity. Well, I believe by the Spirit that today some identities that have been stolen by the enemy are going to be restored back to their true identity in Christ. And you may say, well, that's all good. And, and, and yeah, yeah, that's now. Yeah, well, okay. Whatever you say, Kim, whatever. Well, let me just say that stolen identity is not fun. Has anybody ever had their identity stolen? <laughs> it's a big hassle. It's a big mess. And I'm going to go really with a funny here because I think it's funny. Um, whenever I go in this direction, um, just because of our uh, hashtag family mission. But anyway, what happens when um, your identity is <laughs> stolen on Facebook and someone comes in and tries, you know, you've been hacked and they take your identity and they establish a new Facebook page. Isn't it such a hassle? Isn't it annoying? <laughs> I don't know anybody that just laughs about it. <laughs> but <laughs> but here's the thing. 
our identity was stolen. It was by the enemy. But our identity has been restored. There's been someone, ladies, that has paid a price so we women could walk in the very identity, the very purpose, the very plan of God with the value that he created for us. We can walk right in that place because of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Yeah, that's he, he paid a price. He paid a price so that we could be restored back to the original intent our creator formed and fashioned us in. And you may be going, well, I don't know what that even is. Well, the Holy Spirit does. (laughs) And with his help, he can lead and guide us into all truth. That means a simple conversation. Holy Spirit, as I yield myself to you, I thank you that you show me things, that you show me who I am in Christ, that you reveal my identity. Yes. And trust he will. And he will. I know he will. He's done it over and over and over and over and over again. Now, we're going to jump right back into our identity in Christ. And we kind of, I just kind of want to just re um, kind of touch on a couple of things. Um, one is we must know that when we come into the kingdom of God and we choose to respond to the wooing of Jesus and we accept him, we invite him and accept him into our heart as our Lord and our savior. We are not just getting a ticket to heaven. We are actually getting, um, a, a place back into the kingdom so that as we come into the kingdom of God, we are positioned to lay down our lives and pick up the the cross, the cross of Jesus, and we partake of the cross of Jesus and everything that that cross represents and everything that that cross bought and everything that, um, was, was exchanged when Jesus died on that cross through Jesus. And it's not even the cross, but it's what was done on the cross by the man, Jesus, that brings us into light. And so we accept Jesus into our hearts. And as we accept Jesus into our hearts, oh my goodness, radical changes happen. Even if it's just the seed of that radical change. And we don't realize until years later, what a radical change that really was and really is. And maybe we have walked with the Lord for several years, um, maybe many years, and we're just now coming into true revelation. Well, don't 
don't look at that in a negative, just look at it in a positive and that he's bringing us from glory to glory, faith to faith, knowledge to knowledge, wisdom to wisdom, enlightenment to enlightenment, because don't take and think, oh, well, I didn't learn all this overnight. Well, none of us really did. This is a life journey and it's a walk by faith every single day and relational relationship, not a um, relationship without relational, (laughs) if that makes any sense. (laughs) We got to have the relational part in the relationship because it's not just something that's done without a relationship and intimacy with him, Jesus, the man. Yes. So we've talked about that. And then I want to just kind of give you um, an, an encouragement again, ladies, we have to, and especially women, um, I am one. So I, you know, we could, we could look at men and we could, you know, question and all of them, but we're not them. We're women. And as a woman, we can choose to, um, to understand and walk in a place of who we are and, and be who we are without competition, without competition with a man and without competition with any other woman. We can walk in our true identity in Christ and not have competition in our lives. Oh, what a happy world we would live in if we all chose to live that way. But some people, they're always competing with something they don't have or something they want instead of just being who they are and allowing the Holy Spirit to, to you know, train them, teach them. Yes, we, we are to, to walk out and, and in all of our getting, get understanding and wisdom and, and learn. And, and what do we learn today? How can we grow from what we learned? You know, I used to say this, what did we learn today? And how is it going to affect our tomorrow? You know, what, what, what did we learn? And how is it going to affect our tomorrow? Because we should be growing. I mean, we should be like a tree planted by the waters of living water, which means that that there is there is a um, a rhythm of growth happening in our life, and there's a river that we are attached to, and as that river is flowing, hello, then we are to get nourishment. Hello, so. Um, I just want to encourage you that um, we have to know our identity without competition of someone else and their revelation. You know, I hear this um, come up many times. Well, you know, I just don't I'm, I'm intimidated because I don't have the knowledge that someone else has. Well, don't be intimidated and search for the knowledge seek and ye will find knock and the door will be opened. That's what scripture says. Seek, seek him, seek relationship and intimacy with him. And as you seek him, 
he'll he'll show you he'll 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 keep he'll keep giving you revelation and he'll direct your every path thank you jesus i believe that was for someone today thank you jesus that you do i'm taking that he he leads and guides us into all truth yes he does and so our path is is set it's ordered and you know um when we walk in that path the path of of our relationship and our identity our fulfillment you know jesus said um i only I only do what I see my father do. I only say what I hear my father say. You know, in other words, he was such a yielded vessel to his father and his father's instruction. And, and, and that came from relationship that came from an intimate relationship. I mean, I think about when Jesus went to, to the garden of Gethsemane and he, he was there and and as he was there, he, he was pleading with his father. Is there any other way? Is there anything else that could be instead of this? So intensely and fiercely, he was contending with his father that blood was pouring out of his pores. That was the agony that was taking place in that garden. And, you know, um, contend with the Lord. You're not going to offend him. You're not going to scare him. He can handle your, your communion with him. He can handle your questions See, maybe you've gone through something and, and it was so intense. Maybe you've just gone through a really, really, really bad divorce. Don't run away from God. Run to him. Maybe you've just lost a loved one. Don't run away from God. Run to him. Run to him and say, this is how I feel. But I know that you're real. And I know that you heal. And I know that you'll deliver me. And I know that you'll help me. I'm asking you for help. Be humble enough to hear what he has to say. That's, that's part of it too. We, cause he resists the proud. So he gives grace to the humble. So we want to make sure that we posture ourselves. We don't accuse him. See, he can, we can be real with him without it being an accusation. So we don't accuse him, but we can simply say my heart hurts and I really don't understand all of this. There's that, that way or God, why did you do this? Well, that's the second one is uh, not bueno, as we would say. (laughs) The guys love to use a not bueno that that would not be good. No good. But he can he can handle our questions and our open and honest hearts. Maybe you haven't understood something and you've, you've questioned. He, he knows it anyway. But when we reveal our, 
our communion with him, it takes it to a totally different level. And he can then lead and guide us into all truth. He can, he can show us in the word what we need to, to look at. He can show us where we need to renew our minds to come back into the word of God and the obedience to the word of God. Amen. Okay. So we're going to go into Romans, Romans, and um, I want I want to read. Um, I'm reading out of the Passion and um, paraphrase, but I want to read a verse, and then we're going to go back and go touch on some things. But I want to read in chapter six, verse six. Could it be any clearer that our former identity is now and forever deprived? of its power for we were co crucified with him to dismantle the stronghold of sin within us so that we would not continue to live one moment longer submitted to sin's power. Wow. I'm going to read that again. (laughs) Could it be any clearer that our former identity is now and forever deprived of its power. For we were co-crucified with him to dismantle the stronghold of sin within us so that we could no longer continue to live one moment longer submitted to sin's power. So you can walk in a place of freedom. Let me just say that you can walk in freedom. So I'm going to go back up to the very beginning of this chapter. And we're going to just read because I think it's important that we read some more. So what do we do then? Do we persist in sin so that God's kindness and grace will increase? What a terrible thought. We have died to sin once and for all as a dead man passes away from this life. So how could we live under sin's rule a moment longer? Or have you forgotten that all of us who were immersed into union with Jesus, the anointed one, were immersed into union with his death? Sharing in his death by our baptism means that we were co-buried and entombed with him so that when the father's glory raised Christ from the dead, we were also, here we go, raised with him. We have been co-resurrected with him so that we could be empowered to walk in the freshness of new life. For since we are permanently grafted into him to experience a death like his, then we are permanently grafted into him to experience a resurrection like his and the new life that it imparts. Could it be any clearer 
that our former identity is now and forever deprived of its power. For we were co-crucified with him to to dismantle the stronghold of sin within us so that we could not continue to live one moment longer submitted to his sin's I just want to just say this. When we enter into our new birth covenant, we have partaken of the precious blood of Jesus, his body and his blood that was broken for us. So that we could walk fully, fully in newness, fully in victory, fully knowing our identity in Christ. So I want to just say it this way. When the devil tries to come and he tries to go Hello, hello, this is who you are because it's who I say you are. We can simply say, no, Mr. Devil, I resist you and you must flee. I have an identity in Christ Jesus himself. And that identity says, I'm free. I'm delivered. I'm set free. That identity says all kinds of things from the word of God. And, you know, I'll just say this. If you go as a resource, org, click on resources, Click down to who I am in Christ. You're going to click on to that. And as you click on to that, you're going to see over 90 scriptures of who you are in Christ. I am. Here's here's a couple of them. I'm going to I'm going to just read a few of them. Give me a second to turn my little page and get to them. I am a child of God. Romans 8:16 I am forgiven Colossians 1:13 and 14 I am saved by grace through faith Ephesians 2:8 I am justified Romans 5:1 I am sanctified Hebrews 13:12 I am redeemed from the hand of the enemy Psalms 107:2 I am redeemed from the curse of the law, Galatians 3.13. I am a new creature, 2 Corinthians 5.17. I am the temple of the Holy Spirit, 1 Corinthians 6.19. I am delivered from the power of darkness, Colossians 1.13. I am led by the Spirit of God, Romans 8.14. I am a son of God, Romans 8, 14. I am a saint, 
Romans 1, 7. I am the head and not the tail. Deuteronomy 28, 13. I am kept in safety wherever I go. Psalms 91, 10 and 11. I am given all my needs. I am getting all my needs met by Jesus. Philippians 4, 19. That means <laughs> we don't have to look for someone to someone else to get our needs met. Anything that someone gives us is where we live in a position of expecting nothing in return. Someone, someone just gives it to us, freely gives it to us. And we don't have to um, respond in a way of, of um, need, 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 need. Casting all my cares on Jesus, 1 Peter 5, 7. And it goes on, and we could continue all the way on. There's several, um, several of these. They're in a format that you could, um, and the scripture references are with each one of them. But you could read this as a whole prayer if you'd like. You could take, and this is something that um, we have done in our home for years. Uh, Mark and I did it, and then when the boys came, um, they just kind of joined in. But if something happened in our life during, um, let's say, an encounter with someone, we would always, what we call, unpack the backpack. And we would, either Mark and I, as husband and wife, before the guys came along, and then after the boys, then we taught them. And then we did it as a family, too. If someone inside the home um, got, you know, into a fleshly um, exchange with someone, we would always or, or felt something from something that was said. We always went back to the word of God and we would look and we would see, say someone felt really hurt. And so we would, you know, say, okay, well, we need to pray. And we would, of course, take it to the throne and we would say, Holy Spirit, help us, help show us exactly what um, the enemy was trying to deposit and what we need to make sure um, we uproot. And we need to make sure, Holy Spirit, that we take the word of God and we 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 sure up that um, that hole where we just pluck something out. And so we would do just this. Say someone got angry that and it went to a major angry place in the flesh. We would just say um, anger does not belong to me in the name of Jesus. I say anger go. I renounce you. I tell you, you have no place in my life in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And I thank you, Father, that love, joy and peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control are part of the fruit of the spirit. And those are exercised in my life. They are rooted and grounded in my life. And there is much harvest that is coming you said in your word, Father, to be angry and sin not. I choose to resist anger and sin not. I thank you, Lord, that I am free. I have a, a quiet and a peaceable heart. That's where, a place that I live from. And see how, how, that, how we did that. Well, we would do that, you know, whether something happened at 
um, church, I know, hello. Um, and when you're pastors and when you're pastors, kids, you see a lot. And we always wanted our kids to um, see that we weren't wrestling against flesh and blood, that it was not something that was a a fight within someone else, but that we were we were resisting and and dealing with the enemy and his lies and his tactics, because he's the one who comes to steal, kill and to destroy. But Jesus has come that we might have life and have it more abundantly. So we we and even to this day, we do that. And those the who I am in Christ scriptures, um, when the boys were old enough to even have pieces of paper by their bed. And then as they begin to read, um, they were always at their nightstand and always in their Bible, because if something happened, we wanted them to look at these sheets. Um, if something happened and we had to, you know, pray or do something like what I just kind of demonstrated. And that was kind of a quick kind of demonstration, but, um, but we would, we would have them take who I am in Christ scriptures and really take one scripture or two scriptures at, at three at the most that dealt with what they felt emotionally in that exchange and what they, what we prayed about and what they released and, and what we would um, allow the Holy spirit to come in and heal with the word of God. And so we would take, those scriptures. And over the next day or two, we would really work to meditate on that. Not only Mark and I, but the boys as well. And we would encourage them the next morning when they would get up, you know, we would speak that scripture again. And we would say that, that, that the word is, is, is alive and well working in you. And so we have to contend Ladies, we have to contend. So we, um, we do what we can in that contending. And we know that, um, our identity, our identity is sealed and we, we have to continue to contend that we stay aligned in that place and seated. And we're going to have a discussion in our next podcast about being seated at the right hand of the Father in Christ Jesus. So join me again, and um, I look forward to our next conversation. I know that you're blessed. I know that you're walking in Him, and you know your full identity, ladies. Ladies.